think, look at this, Token 2049. Actually, it's a very funny story. For example, oops. For example, when you drink coffee, you seems like very passionate about that, but I couldn't understand anything you said. <laughs> what is the universal language? Fighting. <laughs> and actually, really matters is people itself. It's what you do on a daily basis. It's how you're gonna live your life. We often have long-winded conversations about when real companies and brands are going to adopt blockchain technology and really get into crypto. But there are companies and founders like Sunny Lou from VeChain who have been doing this for years, working with the biggest brands in the world on supply chain management and other very important parts of their business. When you focus in on companies like this that are doing so much with so many people, it's hard to be pessimistic about the future of crypto. That's dope. That's dope. I think I've told you this story before. Uh-huh. On Spaces. Yes. When I was on Fox Business. Right. With Charles Payne and he, what projects are you excited uh, about? And I said, well, none of them are really doing much. <laughs> except for VeChain. Yeah, that's my right? owner. Yeah, my owner, man. We're actually doing something yeah. real world technology. It's, it's mainstream hard. adoption. But yeah. So, really so I, I, I went on TV yeah. and of all the things in the world, I didn't even own it. I, I said that well, and your finally. community was very excited. But what are you building now? I mean, what's the status with VeChain at this? this um, well, following the crypto cycle, right? Every every four years, I usually call crypto cycle like a workout. So basically, you work like very hard for the first three or even three and a half years, and you're cheering for the last six months in the bull market. But whatever you do in the first six first three and a half years, it really decides how high you can go and how much you can deliver. So basically, we're just in the middle of the cycle and we're continue to deliver the enterprise adoptions. But um, on March 2023, this year, we co-authored a white paper with BCG, Boston Consulting Group, to, let's say, deliver an upgraded uh, strategy from enterprise adoption to uh, sustainability. So we, we believe actually, you know, whatever the Web3 use case, or the next level for enterprise adoptions, you know, whatever we did like a food safety for Walmart, uh, carbon credits, battery management for BYD, or a receipt project for ocean cleanup, the next level must be in a Web3 way. The next level must be like sustainability. So that's, that's the reason, you know, we're going to, um, we released the white paper, we're going to focus on sustainability implementations or building the sustainability use cases. Is that a full pivot new business or is this in addition to what you're already doing? No, actually, I actually I would say it's like um, um, upgraded level, but it's like 100% or in crypto space, we talk about like 200% focus in this area. That's interesting. So the core business was always supply chain, correct? Well, supply uh, chain. That's how you were known. Yes, that's, that's where we get started. I would say more like enterprise adoptions. And supply chain definitely is one of, like, um, let's say, low-hanging fruits as an enterprise adoption. But um, I would say um, it's, it's an upgrade level. Um, think about that. Supply chain is about managing or getting the business activities, right? Like the different steps in terms of the production, in terms of um, transportation, logistic, everything. Um, but once you get the data and proved by blockchain, what is a unique value 
out of the blockchain data or out of the data on the blockchain. And we believe you can get sustainability. So it's funny because there's this idea that there's no adoption of blockchain. That's not being used, that the mainstream doesn't care, but here you are well, yeah. working with the biggest companies in the world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On real projects. Yeah. We're using your technology. Yeah. I'm I'm so pretty excited. But, but does it not crazy to you when you hear that? Well, that's we have been aiming like from the beginning, to be honest. Like uh, you know, when I when I got actually this year is my tenth year's anniversary to be in the crypto space. I started in 2013, and you know, I, I was working in um, uh, Louis Vuitton as a CIO. Uh, basically, my job was connecting the business to technology. When I get to into the space, I've been to the different meetups, workshops. Um, I always find like very interesting, like only the technical geeks are in the space. Right. And my job was kind of like understand both, right? So I, I was like, this is my opportunity because I can understand the codes, I can understand the technology, but I can also find a way to use that. So that was my passion. That was my you know, when I get started, I was like, try to get this technology in the real adoptions, in the real world adoptions. But what did you see in 2013 that made you think that this was possible? Because that's extremely early. There's a lot of people who would have said in 2018, <laughs> right after this massive bull market, yeah. everybody knew about it. Yeah. 2013, you had to be a true believer and to truly understand the technology. It is. It is. Actually, it is very hard, to be honest. Because firstly, at that time, there was only Bitcoin and some other, uh, let's say, Bitcoin-liked other coins. Colored coins. Yeah, colored coins. Yeah. Colored coins is actually a very interesting technology. We tried that. Because I tried to use the technology to build some applications. So the first choice was color coin, actually. Because you can mock up some specific coin, make them unique or special to able to, you know, let's say, adopting the different applications. But it's still very hard. So um, I was, um, you know, I was trying to talk to the different enterprises. At that time, they were all looking at like a consortium blockchain or even private blockchain. Um, but later on, in 2014 or 15, I had a chance to have a conversation with Vitalik. Actually, um, actually, he was part of the Fenbushi Capital. Uh, I think he's one of the GP or something. Shenbo yeah. uh, is the head of Fenbushi Capital, basically helping Vitalik raise up the funds in China. So I had a quite interesting conversation with him. We spent uh, some trip together to Chengdu, see a panda, you know. <laughs> but uh, during, the, during the conversations, I find out the smart contract, uh, virtual machine, technically can really make this like huge, can describe more complicated things. If we talk about, you know, Bitcoin as a ledger, ledger system, like Excel, right? Yeah. But the virtual machine in Excel, or sorry, virtual machine smart contract can make like a real applications. That's where I like get really excited. So after I talked to them, talked to Vitaly and Shambo, you know, I, I start Vichy in 2000, later 2015. Yeah, I mean, 2015 is still so, it blows uh, my mind so long ago that you've been hard. here for so long. It must yeah, have it been. was hard. Incredible. So what are the biggest challenges now? Obviously, I think we have regulatory challenges. You've even talked about the fact that you've been around this long, certain exchanges yeah, don't list yeah. you. You have the issue of maybe yeah. being a security. Like there's so many things out there. 
are those distractions to what you're actually building or are those major things that you think about on a regular basis? Well, I think it's part of the job anyway. Like, uh, if you consider now, I think it's so much better than 2013 or 2015 or even 2018, 19. Uh, think about that. Mika is going to be effective January 2024. Like, give every player's two years window to be regulated, which actually I'm pretty excited about that because it kind of paves the way for the enterprise adoptions. Um, honestly, if you consider about innovation or creation or embracing the new technology, Europeans are usually slower than Asia or than, you know, American per se. So think about all of the um, partnerships or, or uh, enterprise adoptions. BYD is in China, Walmart is U American companies. Uh, yeah, okay, Givenchy, you know, Louis Vuitton kind of European companies. But that, that actually based on my personal connection. Right. You know, I used to work there. So I think with Mika, there will be like lots of enterprise and not, not only just focus on the supply chain management or track and trace, that kind of applications, but they are able to embrace the token utilities. That's, I'm really excited. For sure, the biggest challenge I would say is how to convince them, right? How to find the unique value to use the token. But I, I think we find the answer, which is the sustainability. So obviously you said you were the CIO of Louis Vuitton. You yeah. talk about Givenchy, all of these yeah. luxury brands. What are you specifically doing with these brands? What is the integration? What is the partnership? Um, actually, we had uh, different brands. Uh, some of the biggest brands, I'm not even able to say the name. You know, they have a very restricted PR policy. But let's say Givenchy is more like a supply chain management. So basically, we're, uh, you know, they have um, uh, multiple different uh, third-party suppliers. And also they not only have a retail stores like owned by themselves, but also they manage the quite big uh, boutique stores. So how to track um, a luxury goods from you know, manufacturing, even from the raw materials to the manufacturing process, to transportation, logistics, and to the retail stores, it's uh, quite harsh because the different players have to connect to the single um, system. By using the smart contract, using the, you know, the data on the blockchain, people can have you know, people don't have to, to worry about the integrity of the data. So that's where we start with. Um, actually, it's a very funny story. Tell it. I, I, know, I know the CEO at that time, global CEO Givenchy. He was my friend, also my boss when I was working with Louis Vuitton. Anyway, it's the uh, same group, right? So I went to Philip's office. LVMH is a pretty good yeah. business. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, number one luxury uh, group, right? So I went to Philip's office. I tried to sell him you know, the blockchain solution, VeChain solution uh, in 2016. And I spent 30 minutes and he stopped me, you know, like I still talking about he stopped me. I say, Sonny, you know, it's, you, you seems like very passionate about that, but I couldn't understand anything you said, <laughs> but just tell me what to do. So I asked him to, you know, give me one product line. It's better like new uh, launch product line. So actually he agreed to let, that, let us try an infinity bag which was the first product line we tried. And since then, we have been going like expansion, they can see the benefits about that. And eventually we cover like 100% of leather goods with them and also expand to other brands. What was the existing system that you're replacing? Because obviously all these brands managed to track their goods before yeah. they found well, blockchain. I would say not like a replace it, but it's kind of like a connector connecting to the different systems. 
for example, we work with a logistics system, we work with the SAP, with the manufacturing system. So it's more like a super conduct connector, connecting to the different system, even the retail system. So basically, there, um, let's say our system is more like a, um, let's say, trusted data source. So you are able to feed the trusted data to the different uh, sectors in the supply chain. But we're going to upgrade that to find the specific value already on the data. For example, if it's a recycled material, that could show extra value to sustainability, that right. kind of concept, right? And even get more engagement. Actually, that was, uh, that was one of the discussions with Philip, like for our first meeting. You know, it's, um, it's, um, he, he always wants to, let's say, get the product to talk to the client directly. And how are you gonna engage the users? How are you gonna engage consumers or bring the consumers also part of the game? I think we need to find a specific topic, like everybody agrees, which is sustainability. I think it's a, it's a universal topic. It's like the biggest consensus of the humankind. I agree. Yeah. Is there an element of interoperability with other chains that's going to be involved sure. in that, or sure. is that not necessary? Sure. I think it's um, it's like um, you know there are multiple uh, cross-chain protocols, um, and we just launched our own bridge as well. We're able to connect to Ethereum, and we want to connect to the others as well. Because honestly, firstly, sustainability is for everyone, and it cannot be rely on just one entity, one association, even UNDP are not able to cover everything, right? right. So we wanted to make it as um, inclusive and also open space. I, I don't even care like uh, um, some application wants to build something on the other blockchains, Cardano, uh, Ethereum, I, I don't care. Right. As long as they can work with us, they wanted to be part of the team, aiming for sustainability, I'm sure we have somewhere to collaborate with each other. So I think, uh, you know, I, I came from a long way, right? In the 2016, 17, it's kind of like exclusive. When you try to invest some application, you say, okay, you only can develop on vision. But honestly, I think right now, it should be more inclusive and open space. As long as you are able to, you know, um, build some application on sustainability, as long as you try to bring the new concept help people to understand what is sustainability, how to live in a sustainable life, using those small apps here and there. And, you know, I think we should be um, like an alliance, you know, to, uh, to work on this topic together. At what point do you think that blockchain replaces, or VeChain even specifically, becomes the solution for sustainability and for supply chain and all those things? How long does that take? Is there an obstacle where people just still outright think we're all scammers and it's not going to work or you can't even explain it to them, it's too technical? Well, I, I think it's getting there. Uh, it could be very soon, to be honest. Firstly, I've been through like uh, 13, 17, 21. Yeah, cycles never Three change. cycles, sure. right? And now we're aiming to the next cycles. And I'm sure the next cycles, especially with uh, whatever recent Franklin and also before the Black Rocks apply the ETF, it kind of bring you know massive attention from uh, from the market, and those guys are serious money, are serious funds going to look at the space. So they they must have something like not only focus on speculation. They will drive people's attention. They will drive the market's attention, looking for some 
like as we talked in the Mario's space for space, real world adoptions. Yeah. Right. So now I think as long as we can have some um, small use cases, applications can really help people to live in that kind of sustainable life. For example, oops. For example, when you drink coffee, you use mug other than a paper car. You drive an EV, you also get motivated. And every small effort from an individual are able to be collective value and it show the real value, reveal the collective value, make the bigger impacts. I think people will get that. And also all of the infrastructures, the wallet, the, the uh, you know, extensions, APIs, SDKs, those kind of the technology getting more and more. And with the regulation, you know, it's, it's easier to go to the massive people. Yeah. It's a real, I think the next all-time high will led by the real-world adoptions. Will really be, let's say, adopted by massive crowds. So I think it's getting there. Maybe, you know, I would say, let's say two years, 2024, 25, we're going to reach to the significant moment. But after that, another building, think about that. There will another be like, bear market, another well, time to build. Sure, <laughs> sure. That's a market correction, right? But people will build. People will have, think, look at this, token 2049. I mean, the last bear market, 2049 is like nobody here. But now, even the bear market, you see like so many crowds here. And that means the players, that means the serious players are looking at that. They will build, right? They were, they were looking at the real good models and start to build real meaningful applications to change people's lives, to make you know, the world better. Your shirt says UFC uh, yes. V-Chain. Yes. What's that about? Well, we, um, we find that UFC is a very interesting uh, sports, and actually not only sports, but also entertainment. Um, you know, we were, let's say we try to make V-Chain story visible, um, you know, bring the mass massive exposure and the visibility. So we were, we were having internal discussions. What is the universal language? Um, not English, unfortunately. Fighting. No, it's a sports, sports, right? Look, look at um, what the Messi has changed to yeah. Miami or to, to the yeah, United, in, entire America. So I, we were talking about sports and music. There are two universal languages across the whole world. So what we try to do, we want to bring everyone's attention. I don't care if you speak Spanish, English, French, Italian. Um, you know, you, you got to join the game. You got to uh, be part of the, let's say, biggest campaign of the humankind to, you know, do the sustainability and make the world better. So our mission is try to aim to build one billion users platform in the next, uh, I don't know, maybe two cycles or three cycles. So that's what we try so to do. a decade. Do. Yeah, a decade. I think it definitely can be done. It definitely can be done. Even less than a decade, maybe half decade, we can make it happen. Yeah, I mean, when these things go exponential, it can happen incredibly fast. Yeah. Fat GPT yeah. and AI, you know, obviously. Yeah. We, we just need the killer app that's retail yeah. facing, yeah. which I feel, feel like we haven't had yet. Yeah, tools are quite over there. And imagine the, the exponential, um, let's say, exponential, let's say, um, development of the technology involvement, right? Like you mentioned, AI, uh, big data, cloud, it's blockchain itself, it's evolving super fast. We always say like seven years, um, one year in crypto, it's kind of like seven it's years. dog years, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like dog years, <laughs> yeah. 
So with the UFC, I would say we need to get people like to 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 be aware of what we're doing, to be aware of our stories, and also from the last whole year, we find out it's the best engagement for the community. You know, it's it's not actually my my saying or my comments. It's from a VeChain community. They say this is the best community engagement activity from around the you know whole world. So every time when we have a UFC fights, it's like a 42 fights every year, everywhere in the world, right? Like last month, uh, August, it was in Singapore. So we bring our VeChain community members coming. We have a hangout. We talk about the updates. We listen from the voice of the community, not only on the Twitter, but also like face to face. Yeah, better <laughs> right? face to face than on yeah. Twitter. Okay. So we have more inspirational conversations and then we enjoy the fights together. You know, we feel like it's, it's really a memory. Like you can enjoy for many times, many long time. And you can share with your friends, share with your families and bring them in. And eventually we can do something meaningful together. And why is community so important? You're building something that's boring and on the back end, right? Sustainability, <laughs> supply chain, but then you have this passionate, massive community on yeah. the front end. Yeah. How do those two things no, come together? I think the community is eccentric in terms of the Web3 from the beginning, period. Um, we talk about like Web1 is focused on the connectivity, right? People are focused on building up the infrastructure because you just need to connect it to the internet. And Web2 is about the mobility. People doesn't want, doesn't not only want to connect it to let's say, um, network, but also they want to connect anytime, anywhere. So that's why mobility focus. But people, let's say users, are more interactive. What about Web3? Web3 is about content creation. What about, it's about the contents user created, but also owned by them. They can be incentivized. They can monetize the creation, the contents. That's about Web3. So I would more like, I trust the, let's say user itself, I believe user with, with proper tools, with proper platform, they are able to, they are able to create like really innovative contents, really in, in, you know, valuable things. Not mentioning about sustainability, it's really about the everyone. So it's not only about the enterprise or use case, for sure it's very important, but it's more like a, like an enabler or like a, like a thing, like a town hall place. And actually really matters is people itself. It's what you do on a daily basis. It's not like you do a project for one month or one week. No, it's how you're gonna live your life can, re can really make the difference about the future sustainability. Like the real make the world better. So you think we can get to a billion people? Sure. Well, that's my mission. I'm not gonna rest until I get there. <laughs> well, I hope that it happens really soon then. Of course, of course. Thank you so much. Thank I really you, appreciate Scott. it. Yeah, it's a pleasure.